Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 72 of the Hawks Talk Podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks Podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I am Jackson, joined today by my co-host, Logan. And we are back, people. The preseason is uh, over. We're looking forward to the regular season. But before we dive into a bunch of stuff that's going on in the Hawks world, Logan, how are you doing? It's been a minute. But you know what? The season starts in, I guess, in less than 70 hours. No, it'll be like it'll be like 68 hours or something. Um, the Hawks will play an actual meaningful game. So, or the Hawks talks uh, sabbatical is over, folks. It's over. It's done. We we were in preseason mode. All right. I will say, uh, I think Nate McMillan was like, "Yo, our last preseason game is going to be like a dress rehearsal for the re, re uh, for the regular season." I can confirm. I did watch all four quarters. I baby steps, baby steps, people. But uh. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're back. We're back at it again, Hawks Talks, as always. Uh, I, I guess we should, uh, the, the biggest news, is that what we should talk about first, Logan? I mean, Kevin Herter watches over. It's over. Yeah, he does. Are we calling him Kevin or are we calling him Kayvon still? Where Where are we at with this, people? I don't I don't feel like, the, did the Kayvon thing expire after game seven or what? I mean, I'm calling him Kevin. I'm not calling him Kayvon. That feels you know wrong. What, that's, yeah. Yeah, no, we gotta we gotta keep up the professional uh, professional look of Hawks talks as always. So, yeah, uh, the Hawks did agree to an extension of Kevin Herter. Uh, I believe it is four years, sixty four million dollars, which is actually kind of fun. Sixty five, sixty five. So, all right, see, <clears throat> I was one mil off. Real Hawks talks fans know. Month, I mean, at this point, almost a year ago, I guess it was nine months ago or so. Um. You know, we're, we're talking about this scenario and Kevin Herter's contract, and, and I believe I said a name. I was like, you know what? If Luke Kennard gets $64 million, then I have to think Carter gets that type of contract, if not a little more. And what happens? He gets the exact same contract with $1 million extra. I was, I mean, look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I'm not trying to gloat, but... I mean, put that one on the board, man. That's another uh, That's another classic Logan prediction coming true. Putting it on the board. That's one for the Hawks. I would like side. to say I saw the contract terms. First thing I did, I was like, oh, yeah, we signed uh, Kevin Hunter. Said that in the chats I'm in. Immediately went and ran to see the, the Luke Kadar contract. I was like, he got me. He got me. <laughs> <laughs> he got me. He, so Logan he, doomed he me. He boomed me. He's so good. Yeah, man. I I'm mean, adding you to you the list what? of podcasters. I want a podcast with this summer. Exactly. I mean, look, uh, you know, Luke Kennard comparisons aside, that's a pretty good contract. I don't think, uh, I, you know what's weird is I feel like, I mean, look, I'm not going to act like I'm all in tune with all of Hawk's Twitter. I feel like I didn't see that much about it. I feel like there was a lot less of a reaction than I expected. Um, but I would have to imagine regardless, um, nobody's really upset with this contract. I, I can't imagine there's no reason to dislike this contract unless you're like stuck in 2007 and you or like 2010 and you think that like depth players 
get four mil a year or something. You know what I mean? Like, there's just there's nothing to really dislike with this uh, with this contract. I uh I all right. So I I honestly thought like the more time that went by, I was thinking like the contract was going to be closer to like eighty million dollars. So I, am I alone in thinking like this contract's a complete steal? Like may, maybe my contract expectations for Herder were just way too high. Maybe I've just been like just been like completely off base with what I thought was going to happen, which is honestly completely possible. I saw like the sixty four sixty five million dollars figure. I was like, oh my gosh. I thought we were paying like at least eighty billion, <laughs> and then the weird thing was is that uh like obviously like people are less in tune with the Hawks. Like, is sixty five million an overpay for Kevin Herter? And I'm over here like, dog, I thought we we're gonna pay him eighty mil or something. Like, <laughs> for, I don't, like maybe I was just way off of my expectations. For reference, that's like ten million less per year than John Collins. Um, that's like five million less a year than Gallinari. That's like. That's like, <laughs> that's like what Evan Turner signed back in twenty four or what was it twenty sixteen? It's like what Evan Turner signed back then. Um, so I mean, it's a good contract, man. It's I'm a little surprised Kevin Herter and his side took it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, frankly, I thought if Kevin Herter went to a restrictive free agency, he could probably have gotten an absolutely massive, bordering on like poison pill type contract from another team that wanted you know to pay him 20 something a year and promise him a starting spot but um they clearly met like both sides are able to get to a good number and kevin clearly likes it here he knows he's got it pretty good here he knows he can frankly he's going to get consistent minutes as long as he's healthy he's just too good of a player not to like he's getting 28 30 minutes and he showed in the playoffs that he's a very valuable wing um that can actually play defense which still kind of shocks me a little bit that he that he was playing defense but yeah they, i mean it's a good day it's a good day look after the uh after the whole game seven we kind of had to extend kevin come on now look i i don't i don't mean to like you know i feel bad for saying this i i feel like the statue should have been you know started have been designed after that game seven phenomenal game seven now here's actually something interesting kevin Herter's a Average annual value is 16, uh, 2, 16.25. All right, listen. Here's guys that are going to be paid more than him. You ready, Logan? And these are guys that, like, I would take over him. The next guys in front of him are Laurie Markin, and I'm taking Herter over Laurie, like, <laughs> Laurie without Mar- a doubt. Like, Wait. Yeah. What? Well, I, w- I would like to say that speaks more volumes of Laurie Markin being overpaid than us just getting a still on Kevin Herter, even though I think we did. But, like, Laurie Markin is severely overpaid. He's getting paid $16.8 million, Logan, every year. <laughs> what did he say? I was going to say... Um, I think I might have said this on on a previous podcast. Like Laurie Markkinen just showed up in Cleveland, and I was like, "Wait, when the hell did he sign with Cleveland?" Well, he's gonna pay sixteen point eight racks a year to show up in Cleveland. So good for him. Keep getting those checks. How many years? Um, I mean, till twenty. I mean, four years. Twenty twenty one to twenty twenty four. Free agents. Oh my god. There's Um, there's zero things that Laurie Markkinen does better than Kevin Herter. Yeah, no, zero, that's actually, I saw things. that. That was actually kind of insane. Also, guys in front of him that are just like comparable to Kevin are like Gary Trent Jr. You have Karis LeVert, Eric Bledsoe, uh, Derek White. <laughs> that's actually a good Hawks talk meme. Uh, Duncan Robinson, Spencer Dinwiddie, and then you have Bogdan Bogdanovich, OG Anunoby, and then Clint Capella. I just want to say those few calls, you know, Hawks. But yeah. Also, you have uh, you have Tim Hardaway making eighteen point seven five. All props to Tim Hardaway. You know. Uh, not a Hawks legend exactly, but a Hawks alumnus. I've kind of wanted to cool down using the term Hawks legend for players like that. It feels disrespectful to actual Hawks legends, but uh, like Tim Hardaway, he's not $2 million better than Kevin Herter. Like, I don't think he is at all. 
Maybe, maybe mm, I'm missing. I mean, something. I mean they're very similar. I think. They're, they're, I mean, they're similar like, players. Tim Hardaway, think, yeah. like he he's gonna score more when he gets hot. You know what I mean? He, I think Tim Hardaway just has no filter. Like he he cares less. He's he's less insecure than Kevin. <laughs> he's more irrationally confident. So he'll pop off like thirty five in a game. Whereas Kevin Herter, I think he. I mean, I, every time we play against Laurie Markin, he's bound to do that. You mean Tim Hardaway? But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's extremely true. No, Laurie Markin pops off against no one. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> I, I had to think back to what I said. I was like, yeah, no, that that guy's been awful since his rookie year. Excuse me. He really has been. It, it's no, I, but seriously, good for Kevin. Good for the Hawks. I, I think all around we can chalk this up as a, a win for the Hawks. I mean, anybody who's seriously watched the Hawks, I mean, you see Kevin's, you see Kevin's uh, upside. You see his aging and all that. Another thing being underrated with Kevin is like people forget he's only missed like forty NBA games in his entire career, and that's spanning over three years now. And like that's very impressive. Like, and last year he played what like seventy five plus. I'm pretty sure. Uh, don't quote me on that figure. I'm pretty sure he played a lot of games last year. So, like, the durability for Kevin, like, that's something that uh, you can't really say about, like, Bogey. Because, like, Bogey, I mean, he obviously got hurt. He had the knee thing in the regular season and then uh, had the knee thing in the postseason. Like, Gallo was hurt. I mean, so, really, this offseason, we secure, like, our most durable and, like, non-injured players in John and Kevin. Because, like, John's, like, a staple. Like, John's really never been hurt. Kevin never really been hurt. I'm gonna knock on wood. I actually feel like I I'm feel like you're just throwing around a lot of shit. Yeah, that's hold gonna, on, hold that on. You're gonna regret right now. No, 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 no. We're knocking on wood. We're we're good. We're good. We're good, people. Frankly. So I I don't know, but I do like the contract. I mean, it's good. It's I thought it could be close to 80 mil. So maybe maybe I was just way off base. Maybe I'm washed, man. No, I I mean straight up, I don't really see why Kevin. Again, I thought Kevin Herter would have gotten probably 20 plus if he waited a year, but. Um, I'm sure, you know, uh, this stuff is all, but I'm not going to act like I'm an agent. I'm not going to act like I know a thing about what's going going on in those negotiations. But I guess they didn't want to risk the chance that, you know, hey, Kevin Herter's not starting. You know, who knows? Maybe that bumps him down. Maybe teams only see him as like a 12 mil, you know, a Landry Shamit type guy, which he also signed a contract today, um, which I guess we'll talk about the other contracts later. But yeah, I think it's a good deal, especially for the Hawks. I think it's pretty good for Kevin Hurt. I mean, look, man, he <laughs> he went from, you know, he finished his college season 2018. I think he was what a sophomore or a junior, um, and they're like, you know what, you should try, you should try entering the draft. I think you have pretty good position. Um, the Hawks take him at 19. Um, I'm not sure. I wasn't super in tune with the draft. I don't know if that was considered a small reach. I know he was considered a sort of late first type guy. Um, so they get their, they go for their guy at 19 there. And a couple years later, he has a legendary game seven under his belt. And he's going to be making $65 million by the time he's like 27, 28. So not a bad, not a bad way to, you know, start off your career. Um, and it's crazy because, I mean, frankly, he's, he's a scrawny, pale, redheaded guy playing basketball. So it, it, objectively, it's, it's just a little funny. Like, it's just a little bit funny. I mean, yeah, no, great for Kevin, great contract for the Hawks. I mean, glad to keep Kevin a part of the core. I, I feel like you always hear about, like, how the Hawks are going to trade half with their core, and then you realize this offseason, this is an actual figure, Logan. The Hawks paid out $405 million in extensions after today. Kind of crazy. So, like, for, for a team who's constantly in, like, Bleacher Report trade articles where, like, we're trading away half of our young core, like, we're trading away, like, half of our team in general, like... You don't like you. You see him making all these extensions, and you're like, "Wait, why are we in these Bleacher Report articles? Like, why are we the team that's traded for Pascal Siakam this week? Like, <laughs> I don't know. That stuff's crazy to me. Um, I saw a trade. It was like from Bleacher Report. I'll go look at it right now for you. 
absolutely in, like insane trade. Like I'm not even being a homer on this one. The trade was the the Hawks get pa Pascal Siakam alone. You, you you okay over there, bud? Watch Monday Night Football. Anyways, the Hawks get a uh, uh, Pascal Siakam, and the Raptors get two first round picks: Jalen Johnson, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, DeLon Wright, and Kongu. Like what are we? Like dude, you might as well just take away half our roster at that point. Like jeez. Yeah, that's that's obscene. Uh, which I mean, kind of related to that, you know. If that's a very tradable contract, that's all I'll say. Um, you know, speaking of just sort of uh, pivoting into trades a little bit, um, another good thing about the contract in the NBA, you always got to value movability of contracts, and and Kevin Herter's contract is very movable. But no, yeah, those those uh, those trade articles are always pretty stupid, man. I'm sorry, Travis Schlenk just does not have a track record of giving up a bunch of assets for anything. Um, and frankly, I trust him enough to know that when he does push his chips in a little bit, he's not going to get you know bent over and spanked by some other poser GM. Like, I'm sorry, Masai Ujiri, he, he's not, he's not going to hold Travis Link in the trade negotiation. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, Bleacher Report can keep uh, getting their clickbait, though, I guess. Because Lord knows Hawks Seven fans, player Lord knows Hawks player. fans eat up that crap, man. They really do. They give they give every Bleacher Report article too much attention in my <laughs> in my eyes. But I mean that would like that would deserve some hate though. Literally like seven five players and two first round draft picks for pa Pascal Siakam. Like, dude, he's not even. We're not even two years up, uh, removed from. Remember the Beyblade memes? They're still going on, but they, like, remember in the bubble when everybody was just calling Pascal Siakam a, a Beyblade because his go to move is the spin move and it almost never works. Oh my gosh, no, awful trade. But yeah, no, excited to keep another member of the core. Uh, other rookie deals that were agreed to today. Anyone that any of them surprised you, Logan? Yeah, I guess just well, just wrapping up on Kevin Herter. Um, it's just exciting, you know. We this is I saw somebody say this like jokingly, but like we're gonna be able to watch this current Hawks core for a long time if if that's the route that Travis Schlenk and uh, Nate McMillan choose to go down. Like pretty much everyone that's important is locked up for at least two more years, right? Like this year, obviously, and the next year, the only person that would be expiring. Um, I mean, I can't even think of it. I mean, obviously, like, Lou and DeLon, but, like, Gallo could stay another year if he wanted. All the young guys are locked up for several more years, um, although this time next year, I, I suppose, we might be having discussions about Hunter and, and Reddish um, and their extensions. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. We really could be watching this core for a very long time. But the other extensions today, because, of course, today at 6 p.m. was was a deadline and the Kevin Herter contract got announced at like 545 <laughs> Eastern time. So not a lot of time to spare. Um, I mean, I think the biggest story is probably the Andre Ayton stuff, right? I'm not sure if I'm surprised, but oh yeah, no, that that's, that's the, by far the biggest story that, uh, didn't end up with a contract being signed at all. And he is quote, not happy with the Suns, which, wow. He didn't get the, you know, 150 million he wanted. I'm, I'm also, I also would not be happy. On one hand, I'm like, yeah, I feel bad. Well, actually, this is another fun thing, Logan. This might blow your mind. I don't know if you saw this tweet. It was like, DeAndre Ayton's the first number one uh, over dra overall draft pick in the last 20 years, other than one man to not get a rookie contract extension. You don't know who that man is, Anthony Bennett. Yeah, Anthony <laughs> so, Bennett. Yeah, that's real bad. Um, I don't know. Ayton's stuff is weird, man, because like, on one hand, like phenomenal playoff runs. Like, did a really – I mean, he did a damn good job of guarding Jokic in the – Western Conference semifinals, and then in the Western Conference uh, Conference finals, like we kind of saw that, like 
He had that game winner. You remember what was it like the the alley oop heard in the valley or something? I forget what Suns fans call it, but like that was like a great play. It was a game winning alley oop. Come on now. And but then like Nick Batum also had moments where he was low-key exposing Aiton. Like Aiton was like kind of getting ran off the court a few times by Nick Batum. So I don't know. Like on one hand, I get the Suns' hesitance towards like I mean like yeah, let's not extend Aiton. Like he like whenever you're paying centers big money, I feel like all NBA teams know this by now. Whenever you start like handing out the big money to us. It's like centers who aren't like guys like Cat or Embiid who just like can actually like create their own shot and get their it's, own buckets. There, there's like th- three, arguably four centers. I might be forgetting one, which would be embarrassing. But three or four that deserve the big max contracts. It's the, those guys who listed um, Jokic, and you could argue maybe Gobert, but Gobert as on his current contract is overpaid. And besides that, man, why does DeAndre Ayton deserve Trey Young money? Why does DeAndre Ayton deserve Luka Doncic's money? He doesn't. He doesn't deserve Shea Gil- say yeah, Shea Gilgis Alexander money. He's a good player, but he's he's a young Clint Capella with some small amount of post moves and a mid range kind of like he he's he's got great potential, but he's not particularly special right now. Like I don't look. I'm I'm a you know good on the Suns for standing up for themselves. They're, they're gonna kind of get themselves into. You know they're <laughs> they're gonna be in some murky waters for next year, but I mean, good for them, man. They they stood up for what they knew was the right thing to do, which is to not max this guy before he really showed anything that was max worthy. It's it's interesting because like everybody thinks it's like a foregone conclusion that Aiton's just gonna like not be in Phoenix for like the long term, but it's like people forget there are phases of thinking, man. Like it doesn't make sense to me for the Suns to not max him simply because it kind of seems like the Suns are all in. Like, they extended Chris Paul. I mean, they fade Booker, which is the right choice. But, like, that that Chris this Paul This is their team, man. This I is mean, yeah. Team. They also extended Mikel Bridges. They, so, like, they're all in on this core. Yeah. and I mean, I don't know how long guys like Jay Crowder or Dario Saric have. So, they might have a sort of revolving door of, of role players. But that's their core. And, it, I mean... Again, I, I just got done talking about how I didn't think eight was that special, but they need him. They they aren't going to be as good without him. He's he's a good player. You can't afford to lose eight, and he's too talented. No, and he does admittedly have like all NBA level potential. He just you know it's it's you know potential. I mean, listen, we're we're a couple of Cam Reddish. You know, we have Cam Reddish. Potential is nice, but until it's uh, actually realized, <laughs> it's just it's just like good for daydreaming. So, um. Like, I mean, he could be a very special player, but for now, he's just, like, a pretty good center. Like, he's a top, I don't know, seven or eight center, you know? He's good. He's not going out there and he's taking over games consistently. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they can't afford to lose Aiton, but I'm excited to see what happens. It'll admittedly be very fun if the Suns, like, have to match, like, a super poison-pilled contract from, like, the Thunder or something. I actually want to add on this with the Kevin Herter stuff. I forgot to say it. Honestly, like, we should all be thankful that, like, Herter accepted, like, the $16 million per year. Are we, like, sure that, like, the Thunder or, like, the Spurs or somebody, I'm trying to think of, like, teams that are going to be bad and have cap space. Are we sure those teams just want to be like, okay, yeah, like, it's, it's our time to get some talent on our team just by throwing, like, these absolutely horrible, like, horrible contracts that just, like, like mess you up, just mess you up for the next few years. Like the Thunder are in like prime position to do that because like they have sh- they have Shy Gilgis Alexander and they have nothing else. And like that, yeah, they have nothing else. Like they have no other okay, cap that's space. Like that's not a joke. They have Shy Gilgis Alexander and then they have tons of cap space and tons of draft picks. Like 
I'm not rule. I wouldn't rule them out. Like, had we not extended Herder, them just being like Kevin Hardy's extended. He, I mean, he fits with Shy Gildas Alexander. He fits really well with Trey. You know, like, let's just throw him like, like for example, let's, hey, let's throw Kevin Herder ninety million dollars. Like, I don't want to put that past the Thunder. Like, and teams are not to do that. Like, we're talking about teams being ha- being bad and like having bad GMs who do bad stuff. And, you know, we can't relate to it because we're Hawks fans. And then like. <laughs> Lori Markman's getting paid $16.8 million, Logan. So you're like, you know what? I'm glad we came to a deal with Kevin Herter because I do not want to be a – like, we remember the bogey stuff. Like, the Hawks gave him, like, that super, like, to- toxic offer. Like, the, the pay pre- raises, it, the it wasn't, it wasn't insanely toxic, but it was a, a, a good little – nice little sprinkling of toxicity. Shulink, Shulink did a bit of trolling to the Kings with that a one. Tiny Just a bit of trolling. A little, but, a little, like, like I don't want to – yeah, I, I don't like I don't want to be on the opposite side of that. Like I don't want the Thunder and like their fans who constantly go first round draft picks, baby, just like leering over our players on Reddit as they offer them like these contract offers that spike up by thirty million every other year. Like, no, don't want any part of that. Look, the Suns can do that with Aiton. They can do that. <laughs> that with, sounds hilarious. They can, they can do that with Reddish in two years, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, can Reddish sweepstakes? Those are gonna be fun. I'm re- I'm ready for those. Uh, well, it's not even two years. It's next year, isn't it? Well, next year nah, oh. will be when we do or do not extend him. But, you know, it'll yeah, well, be two yeah. years from now when, you know, presumably Hunter or Reddish, one of them you would have to think would get, uh, you know, some sort of... Or you would think at least one of them is a restrictive agent. You would not expect to extend both of them, but who knows? We'll see. You never know what happens. I actually want to ask you... I'll, first of all, before I ask you the question, because it's actually pretty interesting, I want to say something. When you were like, next year we can see if we extend Hunter and Reddish, I was like, you're forgetting Bruno. And then I was like, oh yeah, no. he's bad. Was Seth, never going to get extended. He's not on the team not. anymore. Yeah, he did make the did Celtics he? go. Oh, congrats to him. Yeah, I'm happy for him. him. Meanwhile, in Memphis, two former Hawks, Javari Parker and Chris Dunn, were both waived. Former, former six-man declared by me, Chris Dunn, man. I don't, I don't know, man. It just... Yeah, that that fell apart quickly. Uh, good for Bruno though. I mean, yeah. no, no will awards for Bruno on here. Glad to see him. You know, keep getting paid, man. Good for him. Keep but. getting those checks, homie. The first NBA player from Angola. Anyways, the question I had, Logan, I was on Reddit today, scrolling through the Kevin Herter contract thing. You know, people saying positive stuff. You know, some like people just going like, "Oh, he's overpaid." You, I mean, you got the you got the Twitter kids who kind of leak into Reddit or like, "Yo, <laughs> L plus ratio, ratio, this, ratio L plus hero yeah. better." God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, tons, like somebody's like Duncan bullying, Robinson only like three more than him. What a steal! Bullying needs. Yeah. To come no, back it really does. We way. need to. I don't. Yeah. I'm just not gonna. Say I don't, I don't know. What, Anyways, I don't know what caused this. I don't know if it was Adam Ross that like caused this or what. But but if you were, man, I just. If you have a younger sibling that gets on Twitter and says ratio, go shove them in a locker for us at Hawks Talks. We'll be we'll be sure to talk to your parents to get you out of any possible repercussions. We can't do the same with the court of law, however. Um, I was gonna ask you though. One thing I saw was like somebody was it was a Hawks fan. They're like extending Hunter's a, a no brainer, and kind of to myself, like as much as like. I want to believe it because, like, I'm a Hunter fan, man. Like, I, I love Hunter. Like, he does so much. He does all the little things. I mean, he we know how reliable it is. But at the same time, like, his injury stuff, like, to you, is extending Hunter a no-brainer? Like, right now. Like, this can obviously if, change if it was, if the If he had to be extended today, I think you would I think you would extend him because his price would not be maybe what it should be because Schlenk would have all this leverage. He'd say, look, man, you're coming off a knee injury. You had... 30 really or 20 great games but like you know we can't commit 25 a year to you when we don't know your health situation so we will offer you 
15, you know, maybe maybe your bridge contract. They're not very common in the, NF- or in the NBA. It's really like a sort of NHL football as well type of thing, those bridge deals. But, you know, maybe offer him that. But I would not offer... No. Hmm. Those big wireless companies try to lure you in with a new phone just to lock you into a contract. Not Simple Mobile. If you have a great smartphone you love, you can get a powerful nationwide 5G network without the contract. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone's compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. Message and data rates may apply. Visit simplemobile.com slash privacy policy for privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions. Compatible 5G capable device and SIM required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. 5G upload speeds not yet available. If it was today, I think we would extend them for a small amount. But when the actual deadline comes in a year from now, I think it will just entirely depend on if he's healthy this season. If he misses like 15 or fewer games and it's all just like rest or maybe he rolls an ankle because like every single player in the NBA rolls an ankle at some point, you know what I mean? Like it just happens. Then, yeah, I think I think it's time to bring him his bag if he plays as you expect. But if he if that knee injury keeps lingering, man, I you may consider letting it go to the fourth year. Because, again, you still hold his rights. You could still match anything. It's not like you're going to lose Hunter without having a say in it. But if it was me personally, I think it really just depends on his health, specifically with the knee. This year is kind of – I mean, of course, it couldn't be make or break. I mean, that's to say it. But not even in terms of performance. Like, I think I think I'll prefer performance. Like, if we're talking performance on I think Hunter's like, today I'm saying, oh, yeah, it's a no-brainer to extend him next year. But, like, you add in the injury stuff, like that, you, the injury history, like the missed games, you know – it, wasn't it like reported that he has like arthritis in his knee last year? I'm pretty sure. Like I, I don't. The medical I, stuff. I, was, I, I mean, look, the Hawks medical it's scary. staff was very uh, vague, so I'm not gonna act like. And frankly, I don't think anyone knows except for the Hawks organization really what's going or really what happened. But yeah, it's scary. There's no reason not to be a little afraid. Um, so he, if he wants the big, big pay payday that he will probably deserve based off his like talent. And he's just he's just gonna have to stay healthy. Like he's just gonna have to keep it together. I mean, yeah, this like he's gonna like if like what, like you said, fifteen or fewer games. You're like, yeah, this is a no brainer to extend them. But like once you get once you get like he misses like twenty games, and like especially if he misses time in the playoffs again, I don't know. Like, oh lord, I don't know. This, this is why I'm thankful to be uh, the podcaster and not Schling, because like that's like a very that's literally like one of that's gonna be a very tough. That'll probably be like the toughest decision for Schlink as far as like these past few years have gone. Like maybe maybe not taking Luca and trading for Trey is harder. <laughs> but like when it comes yeah really it, when it comes it. to extending when it comes to extending Hunter like that one's like legit like damned if you do damned if you don't almost because like I mean we've all seen it like Hunter is a phenomenal player like plays I mean he does all the little stuff like I said he gets the stats like you want he plays the best defense on the team I mean he's the well I wouldn't say he's the defensive leader just because of Capella but like for as far as the perimeter goes like there's nobody point of attack wise team, but, yeah I mean Trey, there's nobody on the perimeter that's as good as like Hunter. Is consistency. Uh, shout out to Cam. Cam has his moments, but consistency uh, is not always there. But I don't like that one's like very, very hard to talk about now. So I guess, I mean, I guess we're going to find out in the next year whether uh, Hunter get. I mean, it's also very possible that Hunter gets extended on like the first night of free agency, like traded this year. Like I could also see that. But I don't know. I guess we're going to see. That's why the fun is. All right. want to talk to you about something more just like broad NBA, less Hawk centric. Um, I, Jaron Jackson Jr. got an extension. He got a bag, man. He, he did good for him. I've always liked JJJ, but I'm going to say it very undeserved. 
like a very very weird to me that I don't I don't want to say it's weird to me because like at some point like you kind of just have to accept like yeah we're just gonna like we we have to like pay our guy like but I just want to say it's kind of weird that Jaron Jackson Jr. is gonna be getting paid 105 million dollars over four years and like what's he done like since his rookie year like obviously there have been flashes but other than that he's been injured and rehabbing so I don't I don't I don't know how I feel about that Logan I I kind of feel like Memphis is like Memphis is kind of too run by like Twitter and like draft Twitter, especially if you're in like tune with draft Twitter and you see like the Memphis Grizzlies roster moves, you're like, yeah, like oh, the yeah, roster is just it. like the draft Twitter nerds, like yeah, the like hits. they have Zaire Williams, like uh, they had Jonte Porter. I mean, they, they have what's his face, uh, Xavier their, Tillman. Their entire draft class from 2020 is basically like just draft Twitter in a nutshell. So. A hundred and five million, man. I don't know. That one could end up very bad for Memphis, but also at some point, like Memphis, kind of screams at a team to me that eventually, like, they're actually going to be the team who needs to be in like those Bleacher Report trader articles, where like they're consolidating like pieces of their young core to get like superstar players. Cause to me, like that team is not very good. Like, I don't. I, I mean, I can't. I don't know if I can say they're not very good after they made the eight seed in the West. I mean, they did win their playing games. Eh. Okay. They're good, but I don't think they're like not close at all to being like, like they're like mad level. They're like six, and they're very far off from being contenders. They're like six moves away from doing anything in the West, really. Yeah, basically, and and those like those six moves are very prominent. Or they're going to come from like big trade deals and big free agency moves, or like they're like young guys that aren't Jaw because like Jaw's already Jaw's already kind of. I think Jaw's actually close to a ceiling. I don't know if that's a hot take, but I, I know me and you aren't the biggest Jaw fans. But I don't I don't know how like the consensus is I about mean, Jaw. I think Jaw's pretty I close mean, to a ceiling. You know me, man. I'm always down for some Jaw Morant. Uh, maybe not hating, but you know doubting Jaw Morant. Uh, Memeing, I'm always down for that. You know me, so he, he almost dunked it. He almost dunked in that time we were talking. <laughs> Jaw <about him>. almost <laughs> Morant, man. But yeah, and I don't know. The Grizzlies are weird, but I mean, good for Jaron Jackson Jr. Someone I actually wanted the Hawks to draft the Trey Young draft, so I'm very glad I was wrong about that. Once again, that's why I'm the podcaster and the fan, and not the GM people. Yep, truth, man. Um, and then uh, somebody, Andrew yeah, Shamit. Uh, Jaron got overpaid. Like I don't know if there's. Yeah. Yeah, just flat out. I mean, you know, it happens. Sometimes you gotta overpay your guys, but he's not a better player than John Collins right now, and he got paid more than John Collins. You can argue his potential is higher, but I think people fixate too much on shooting um and potential. Like the only thing that I see Jaron like the thing with Jaron is always, oh, his potential as a defender is blah blah blah. He could be so good, but he's three years in. he's he hasn't been a good defender yet. It's still all just potential. Like, he can't rebound. He can't do anything on offense besides shoot. He's, I mean, you know, he could be special. But, again, it's he's going into year four now. If he doesn't show it this year, then they're paying 26 a year for, like, basically Porzingis. Right? Like, so it's... I mean, Porzingis was... But, but like, even Porzingis has been, like, at least he's been available well, to yeah, play. Well, well, I don't know about that. Porzingis is all, has equally as much injury issues but Porzingis was elite for a year or two right that's why he got paid because he was I mean, he really made good. an all-star team in New York yeah he was really good and then he just sort of injuries and all the stuff he brought upon himself um whereas Jaron Jackson Jr he's been good he's had some really good stretches I think he was really good in the bubble for a little bit before he got hurt in the bubble because of course he did but 
you know what what good's that do what 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 good does being good for a couple weeks do you know what i mean like apparently you get 27 mil or 26 mil in the nba but i don't know that that was definitely not a great contract but good for him you know i did like him a lot as a prospect too i like him i still like him he's just you know he's going to be one of those guys that like he had a potential to be an all pro and he's just going to be a pretty good player which happens you know not everyone can be a reach your potential in the nba right so not everybody hits their absolute outcome at yeah. the end of the day. And also, I don't. We probably like mentioned this on our last episode. Michael Porter Jr. got paid the same amount as Trey and Shy Gilders Alexander. That's weird, man. Yeah, we know. we mentioned this last episode, it, but that was just bad. <laughs> That's it kind of it kind of seems like you see Jaron Jackson Jr. get what twenty six mil. You get like Michael Porter Jr. making the same as Trey Young and Shy Gilders Alexander, and you're like. At what point do do you just have to have like a flash every five games or so that's like very elite, and then like the rest of the time you can just spend that rehabbing and like being injured and just get like I mean you're guaranteed to get like twenty six million as long as you're a high draft pick, but that that's a that's a reality I don't feel like a lot of uh, Nuggets and Grizzlies fans want to face right now. But yep, I mean uh, draft position is hey. huge, man. It really is. If if Kevin Herter was taken top ten or even twelfth or something, I think he gets a lot closer to the Bridges contract. And if John Collins is taking the lottery, maybe he gets nearly, you know, he was pretty close to max, but maybe he gets towards that max, you know what I mean? Who knows? But it's uh, it's interesting. That's that's why you got to be glad when guys like Schlenk can just get really good players at 19 overall, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, and then, like if DeAndre Hunter not draft DeAndre Hunter <laughs> DeAndre Ayton, excuse me. If DeAndre Ayton isn't drafted at one, like there's no way he's asking. Like if he's drafted like tenth, for example, he, there's no way he's asking for a max right now. True, like absolutely none. That max is purely because of his like draft slot, like him being the number one pick, and like I mean, hopefully he ends up getting the max. I'm always going to cheer for players to you know get their money, especially from you know the Suns. No, no beef with the Suns. I just really don't like this. Like the Suns fan base is kind of weird, man. I don't know. Like they're one of those teams. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm glad we don't play you more because like I would be very toxic to you. Like you better be glad we only play like twice a year. They're just a. I mean, the I for, the Suns and Four guy was just that was just the stupidest thing I've seen in my life. And they were just like they made that man their mascot. And it's like this this guy is not a mascot. This is just a fat. He's a very drunk. bad person. He's just a bad. <laughs> Like he's just an asshole, man. Like, what do you guys? He doing? is a drunk with an assault charge, people. Yeah, but you know, sports fans are are rarely they're uh, <laughs> they're special breed. They're they're their own special breed of of people, I guess. But who knows, man? I mean, hey, good good for everyone who got paid. Anyways, Landry Shamit also got extended. A lot of oh my gosh, one of the absolute dumbest things today. Somebody was like. Somebody's like, Kevin Herter and your Landry Shamit almost got paid the same amount, and y'all are calling the Landry Shamit contract an overpay? I was like, dog, have you, do you watch Landry Shamit? That guy is terrible. Like, he, I remember very, when I was going through, do you remember when I was going through the Clippers phase, Logan? Very high on the Shamit train. Well, that guy is, like, legitimately a bad basketball player. Lord, do I remember those days. Man. Yeah, he's, he's not. Look, if a guy has been on four teams in four years, that should give you a hint that maybe he's not the best player and like all those teams were like very like very good teams like the clippers were three and one one game they were literally one like good basketball quarter away three different times for making it to the western conference finals in the bubble the 76ers in 2018 they made it to the semifinals the clippers that year that he got traded to they made it to like the they took the, the warriors to six games and like that was like the super team warriors and then it's like he goes to the nets the nets have katie Kyrie, james 
And then he's on the Suns. Like, at what point are we just like, yeah, good teams are starting to realize this guy's bad and just trading him to the next good team? That's like, he, yeah, we can take him. He's a one-trick pony, but he's not like, he's not a, a game-breaking shooter to where he has he to. He is see a choke artist. The man is a flat-out scrub. He cannot play in the playoffs. I saw it firsthand with the Clippers when the guy shot twenty-six percent from three. But there you go. And yeah. he was actively bad for the Nets, too. So that, I don't know, absolutely ludicrous decisions by the Suns to extend him. I, I know it must have been jarring to be a Suns fan today and be like, yeah, we're not extending eight in our number one pick. Cool. And we're giving Landry Shamit $14 billion. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and they got, I mean, we haven't talked about the Bridges contract, but Bridges gets 22 and a half a year. Now, I actually thought that the Herder contract was going to be very close to the Bridges contract. I'm glad it's not because, especially, I was like, I, after I saw the Bridges contract, I was like, oh yeah, the, the Kevin Herder contract going to be around here. I saw sixty million, and like, I was like Scrooge McDuck when he drives into dives into the gold coins. You yeah. know, I was like, oh my gosh, we're swimming in money. Like, we're not paying Kevin Herder like eight ninety mil. Like the Suns are paying Mikel Bridges, but. I mean, I, yeah, I guess I, the Suns are really all in that core. They just, they just, they just forgot to extend the eight. And <laughs> they, they're all in the core, but they're like, you know what? We could the number one overall pick that we could have used on the game changing lead guard. <laughs> we'll just nah. We'll wait and see for a year, bud. But yeah, uh, the the Bridges contract. I mean, look, the the Zach Lowe's of the world. They they'll tell you that Bridges is like some amazing player, and he's good. Um, I, I, that contract is probably a little on par for what he would maybe deserve, but like, man, he's, he's not that much better than Kevin Herter, is he? Like he has high defensive potential, but he's also, he's already, I think 27 or something like that. His offensive game is kind of like fully baked. Like he is what he is on offense. So I'm not sure, man. Look, once again, I'm glad that my team is not out there paying 23 mil to guys that maybe don't deserve it we're, we're getting pretty good budget contracts so um definitely a very really interesting day for the Suns because or i guess interesting couple days because they, they've paid a lot of money to some questionable wings and and did not pay uh this their center their number one overall pick so kind of funny they were, they're going down the list of players they're like DeAndre Ayton yeah don't extend him but Landry Shamit going in back with the Brinks up to his house yeah four teams before we don't care <laughs> like under thirty percent from three in the playoffs, and this is like his main thing is shooting. Don't care. No, we're not extending Aiton. It was also funny. I there was a picture of like the Suns owner who like was like notorious like yeah we're not giving you the max, which is funny. But he was like it was a picture of him on the team plane like after they won the Western Conference Finals coming home from LA. He was wearing Aiton's chain. I was like oh my god <laughs> oh damn. I was like jeez man like I don't know that's brutal. Anyways, hopefully Aiton eventually gets his money. I mean even though, look as long as I'm not the one rooting for as long as I'm not the one who's the fan of the team signing Aiton the max check, rooting for you to get your money, big dog. Good good luck out there. Uh, in the words of Olivia Rodrigo, it's brutal out here, people. But no, that is I don't know, dude. That's crazy that they extended Shannon and not Aiton. I mean, look, they, he, he he they cheaped out, but I did say it earlier. I think he's not worth the max. So I don't think he's either. Like, but I, I, they're going to end up paying him eventually. So it's just kind of silly to just cause this tension. But it's what it's it is. like. You're going to end up maxing him, except now you're going to have to max him. Like when he's with like, you're either trading him for cat or you're maxing him whenever you're you're matching the max realm when like the Thunder just like absolutely just give you a toxic toxic offer. Yeah. So. They better trade for Cat. That that's got to happen at this point, right? The Suns? 
Yeah, like, Booker and Cat are best friends, so that's always been kind of out there. So, like, now it's like, oh, they're not extending Aiton, like... I mean, if that's what they want to do, then go for it, but... I mean, they're, they're not really... They, they don't have that many assets. They don't have, like... They they don't have the package to put, get, to put together for Cat. They have Jalen Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Suns fan, man. Bro, they better be glad they made the finals last year. They would have got a lot more hate for that pick. That pick was legitimately awful. Mm, yeah. Alright, well this is, this is Hawks talk, not Suns Hawks. Looking ahead, Thursday, opening game, uh taking on the Mavs. Advantage Hawks on account of the Hawks are gonna have uh Nate who they're an experienced coach, and the and the Mavs are gonna have Jason Kidd, who's coaching his first regular season game as a full time NBA head coach since his time with the Bucks back in the day, so that's kind of interesting. But also well, apparently I mean the Mavs like blow up the wizard for like fifty points in the preseason, so I, that happens I, I, checked, on national I TV. checked the box score and Luca played, I think, 30 minutes and none of the other team starters played more than 10. See, now, no, 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 no this needs to be said. The, the Knicks went 4-0 in preseason. I was like, oh, okay, good for the Knicks, man. Like, even though we kind of have, you know, I'm going to say it at this point. I used to like the downplay. We kind of have that rivalry going on with the Knicks. It's more like, I, I hate to say this, Logan. You know, you're a UJ alumnus. I'm a Georgia Tech sports fan. It's kind of like that. You know, it we is. all everybody knows who the big homie on the block is. Like, yeah. let's just be honest. Like, the the Hawks, the Hawks are stunning on the block. Like, and it, it really Knicks is the, fitting because UGA the Knicks are the store runners. <laughs> because the Knicks, what do they say? Oh, but we our history. What do Tech fans say? Oh, we have those three titles from back before World War One. What the hell does that matter? I do, I don't care about Patrick Ewing, Knicks fans. I don't care about Patrick Ewing. I don't care about the fact that you beat. Cumberland by 222 or whatever it was for Georgia Tech. Great moment. Everyone salute the flag of Georgia Tech. We beat Cumberland 220 to zero. Come on, people. Get up. Salute the flag. Like, I don't care, man. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to the Knicks, big homies. They go for another preseason. I'm like, you know what? Good for the Knicks. Like, they, they need something. Lord knows they need something. The Knicks and Mitchell Robinson by today. So, like, <laughs> so they're, they're, they're fans. Look at that game winner and they were buzzing after yeah, it, man. Dude, they're. They were there. They had fans like cheering. Well, no, that's not fair. The fans deserve the cheer. They had like players rushing onto the court, like lifting up the air. Like, dog, these are like scrimmages. Like, these are like open door scrimmages. Literally, I don't, I don't know. And, but anyways, they go four zero, and like I'm checking out the box scores, bro. They're running RJ Barrett thirty minutes a night, and I, I'm like, yeah, you know Thibodeau's coaching, dog. Like, oh my, he's gonna run that team into the ground, man. They're gonna run out of gas this year. I kind of want to say that I'll make the playoffs, but also don't want to end up on freezing cold takes. So I'm just going to I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. I don't know. Talking about the Knicks really isn't worth it because you, you say one thing that ends up being wrong, and you just have, like, you start hearing, like, the crunching of leaves by Timberland boots, and it's just over for you. They're coming. Yep. They are. They're, they're, past, they're calling they're the ox to get the bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah, they're like, they're like a rabid pack of dogs. No. All right, look. Anyways, back to the Hawks. We're playing the Mavs on Thursday. I ask you this, Logan. We we usually don't do like single game predictions. What's your prediction for this game? Hawks one twenty two, Mavs one thirteen. Hawks win by about nine. You think it's a comfortable nine point win, or is it something where like it goes I mean, down to the It's not a blowout. It, away. They're within striking distance the whole game, but I think that uh, you know, the Hawks just you know they're just ten points better. I think uh, I think that's what happens Thursday. I think uh, Jason Kidd's not. Good. Um, Luke is very good. I don't like really any other part of that Mavs roster. I guess Tim Hardaway is pretty cool. Um, but besides that, man, I just don't know. I don't know about him. 
I will say it's looking like we're going to have our full roster. Sansa Kong, who's obviously going to be out to like December, or January, sometime in that point, and uh, yeah, possibly Gallo won't yeah, play. Yeah, Gallo might be out, but Gallo might be out. But on that, all systems are go for the Hawks. I mean, everybody is available. Even the two-way guys going to be available because the G League season hasn't started yet. So all systems are go for the Hawks. Uh, my prediction: I'm going to go Hawks 107. I'm going to go a bit lower on the score than you. I think the I, and the only reason for that is I think the Hawks can like I think we just end up I think both teams end up shooting pretty bad. I, I don't think like like McMillan said we don't got our legs to hit our shots yet. I'm gonna go Hawks 107, Mavs 94. I think it's one of those things where wow. we're close. I, I think it's gonna be one of those things where Luca goes to like his 30, but then like the Mavs had the same issue as us. Like other, I mean Luca's gonna get his. You kind of just have to live with that. Like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't really care. Luka gets his. The Mavs struggle to hit their shots. We struggle to hit our shots. It's a close game up until like six, seven minutes left in the fourth. And then the Hawks just show why they're a better team, and they, they pull away. They they start throwing the knockout punches. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. I uh, It'll be interesting. I think we're kind of used to, to playoff football. Or, excuse me, playoff basketball. Um, it's going to be high scoring. <laughs> this is not the playoffs. I think, uh, I think both teams are going to be well over 100. Um, but we'll see. Who knows? The it, you know, first game of a season, short off season, could be, could get a little weird. Could get a little weird. But. First game in Atlanta, whole team. I don't but, know, man. It's you know, getting, uh, you know damn well I'm not. I'm not predicting a, a Hawks loss. I'm not doing that. I'll never predict no, a Hawks no. loss. No, no. See, Mavs. see, when you start when you start predicting your own team losing your podcast, it's time to retire. Time to yep. go back to the warehouse, man. Come on now, we're not we're not here to do that. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna double down. I got the Hawks 175 to the Mavs 60. The, the Hawks just go. come out throwing haymakers <laughs> from the start. They're just <laughs> they don't miss a single you know shot. What? You know what, Logan? I think it's time I say it. I, I really do. Okay. I, I wanted to tweet the full thing, didn't have enough characters. I'm going to say it. To the Eastern Conference and the NBA as a whole, I got to have some bad news for you all. All right? You're going to get your butt kicked by the Atlanta Hawks this year. <laughs> We're going to win 67 games. There are going to be a lot of threes and high fives. All right? And then on the bench, there are going to be a lot of guys on the bench standing up with ice on their knees, cheering because Sharice Cooper, who's five foot nine, just dunked to put the team up by 40 with five minutes left against the against the Bucks. All right, so we're going to win. That that's what's going to happen this year. This is if you know where that's from. Good for you. Glad for you for catching on. But that's what's going to happen this year, people. I got the Hawks 164 to the Mavs 72 this Thursday. Hawks come out, they shoot about 75% from three, shoot about 40 of them. They're just hoisting them. It's just going in. The Mavs are just getting shelled like a city in World War II. It's, it's over. It looks like. But, yeah, that's going to be a that, – that's my prediction. I, I think it's a, one of those games ends kind of low scoring kind of yeah, – like if, it's one of those things where if the game happens later in the year, it's more high scoring. But, anyways, we're both predicting Hawks win, so hopefully that's what happens. Hopefully some more Atlanta teams win. The, Haw- the Braves are up 2-0 in the yeah, uh, yeah. NLCS. Hopefully on Thursday we're not the only one delivering knockout punches. I would. That would be, I mean, cra- that would be a crazy could, day, wouldn't it, man? Sweep the Dodgers. No, it would. Look, if I, if I have to sacrifice a Hawks regular season loss on night one for a Braves postseason advance, I might do it. Oh, but I haven't I, I offered would. that deal yet. No shit. You know the Hawks are going to be good this season. I'm not worried. The Braves. It's it's okay that you know you're you're allowed to be a little worried if they can close it out. You know we we also have not last season, but look, last year you're up three one. You, the only, we, you're asking your wife to go grab you a beer out of the fridge. The game's almost over. You're petting your dog, and then all of a sudden, it's all you lost four three. You you choked a three one lead. You're the joke of the league for the next five years. But this is the year I think the Braves get their revenge. So, good luck to the Braves. We don't have any uh, affiliate Braves podcasts, so I don't know. <laughs> There's no chops talks yet that I know of, but won't won't be. Coming, I'm not sure those are. But... Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think me and Logan are equipped to talk about baseball, so. 
Uh, no baseball podcast coming. Anyways, that'll do it for episode 72 of the Hawks Hawk Podcast. As always, thank you for listening. Logan, do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, just thank you guys for listening. Check us you know, check us out in the description. All our socials and our Patreon will all be there. So thank you guys. And Logan's updated Twitter will be there. The link wasn't working, but I got that fixed. So, yeah, I did that. You're, you can all thank me for being able to help find Logan's Twitter uh, correctly now. But anyways, that'll do it for episode 72 of Hawks Talks. Thank you for listening. We'll be back probably sometime after Thursday, possibly Thursday night, depending on how the game goes. To recap that game, let's all hope for a Hawks win. Let's all hope for a Braves win. That'll do it for episode 72. Have a great week. Love you. Goodbye. It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.